Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the overflow. Man, there really is just no way, there's nothing on planet Earth available to mankind like living life in the overflow of the love and faithfulness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's nothing, you can't get it anywhere else. There's nothing that can impact your life more than living in the overflow, impact in a positive, powerful, life-giving, generating way than living life in the overflow of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We just got to learn how to do it. We just got to learn how to do it. And that's what this overflow is all about. That's what this podcast, video, blog, whatever is all about is equipping you and how to live in the overflow. As we get started, make sure you mash that notification button, the subscribe button. Make sure you get uh, a first shot at everything that we generate. Everything that we do in Trexo is designed to drive kingdom movement. We want to drive kingdom movement. We want to awaken people from the sidelines and put them on the front line. We want to get people that are that are meandering and we want to get them energized and engaged in what it is that God our Father is doing because there is uh, incredible life that's available to us on the positive, but then on the negative, we want to do it because there are persons and forces at work in this world that are actively working to drift you away from all that is divinely yours through the Lord Jesus Christ. And life, life is not a passive place. It's not a passive place. As much as we want it to be passive, as much as we would just want to be left alone and do whatever, I mean, it's just not, that's just not the reality of the world that we live in. There are, are very powerful forces and very powerful people, uh, very powerful entities that are aggressively and actively working against the plan and the promise of God our Father for you uh, and for your loved ones. And so we want to be on the front line of that. We want to engage. We want to drive kingdom movement in the name of Jesus to ignite fires, to, to open people's hearts, to open channels of love so that people can walk in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're going to get into that today. We're going to see a choice that you can make today to, in, to encounter uh, a way of life and a reality of life that is uh, durable uh, against all things. And, and we're going to jump into it in this way. We're going to start off in this way. We're going to declare this statement to be true uh, and hopefully one that you will make a choice to embrace and live out of. And here's the statement that you are a person of providence. You, your life is a person, you are a person of providence. By providence, I mean that your life is not incidental, it's not accidental, and it is not coincidental. Those three things are not the reality of your life. You are not incidental. Your life is not meaningless, nor is your life barely meaningful. You are not incidental. You are not accidental. You are not the product of two people's mistake. You're not a mistake. Your life is not and never has been an accident. And lastly, you are not coincidental. Your life and even your personality is not the random result of two people's love. Your mom and dad loved each other and they came together and, and did what moms and dads do. And they made you and who you are and your personality and so much that was formed and shaped in you. And, and, and the result of that, you, 
Well, it's not coincidence. Not coincidence. So we reject out of hand that you and your life is incidental. We reject out of hand that your life is accidental. We reject out of hand that your life is coincidental. And we declare with biblical fervency and the weight of the Holy Spirit that your life is providential. Providential. That the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit were, were at work in your creation. They absolutely were. They've been at work in your journey. And they are at work in you today. The degree to which you acknowledge them and their work is irrelevant to the reality that they are, have been, and will be working. Whether you feel it or believe it or is irrelevant to the reality that they are. Uh, They absolutely have been and will continue to do so now. However, the degree to which you the degree to which you acknowledge them and their work is super relevant to the blessing that you receive. God our Father intends you and I to experience weightiness, depth, uh, uh, substance in your lives, in our lives, because we are people of providence. The benefit and the blessing that is available to you and available to me is profound if we choose, if we choose to believe it. The, the reality that you are providential has the power to deliver you from whatever past you've had. doesn't matter how barbaric the past has been whether you've been the victim of the barbarism or the perpetrator of the barbarism the weight of providence is greater than your past the weight of providence has the power to keep you tight today against the present forces that want to pull you in all sorts of different directions Be mindful that in your life and in my life, there are forces today that are actively working against you uh, that are seeking to pull you in a variety of directions in your thoughts and in your heart. All of them are away from resting in the providential plan that God our Father has for you in your life. But the weight of providence is stronger than present forces. And then the weight of providence is powerful enough to embolden you in your future prospects. The weight of, of providence is powerful enough to deliver you from the, your past. It's pro- powerful enough to keep you tight against present forces. And it's powerful enough to embolden you in your, in your future prospects. That's the weight of providence. But you have a choice to make. Let me use uh, Isaac as an example of one who had to make a choice. The life of Isaac to show you what providential life looks like in a very dramatic way and then to compare his life to our lives, to compare his life even even to yours. Isaac, as you may know, is the promised son of Abraham and Sarah. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right? Isaac's the guy in the middle. Usually he gets glossed over in in the study of what are called the patriarchs. The patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Some people include Joseph. The three to four patriarchs of the nation of Israel. Abraham is always, you know, he's the father figure guy uh, and he fulfills the father role. And then everyone usually kind of gives a little bit of a gloss of Isaac and then spends a lot of time with Jacob. Um, Isaac is the middle, right? Abraham, Isaac, and and then Jacob. He's the promised son of Abraham at Sarah. At some point, in Isaac's childhood, his parents would have told him the story about his miraculous conception and birth. After all, his mom was 90. Sarah was 90 when she had him. Now, even though life was different back then in a lot of different ways, extravagantly different, uh, having a 90-year-old mama was not normal. 
by any culture's imagination. And so Abraham and Sarah would have told Isaac that he was a child of promise, that, that Yahweh promised Abraham and Sarah that he would birth them a son and they had to wait. And they made a lot of mistakes in their waiting. Uh, but uh, uh, nevertheless, God, our father, Yahweh, was faithful to deliver to them a child, Isaac, even at Sarah's ripe age of 90. And in spite of them having to wait, Abraham and Sarah would have told him the joy they would have experienced at his birth. Then at some point in time, as Isaac got older, who knows at, at what age Isaac, uh, Abraham and Sarah would have told Isaac uh, about all of the promises that God had given to Abraham. We remember in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, that our, that our father appeared to Abraham, who at the time was called Abram, and promised Abraham, God our father promised Abraham, that God was going to make a nation of people. He was going to create a nation of people that did not exist through Abraham and through Abraham's loins. Through Abraham's family line was going to become who we know today, the Israelite people, the Jews of today. They didn't exist. And God our Father was going to birth a nation of people through Abraham. And then beyond that, God our Father promises Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, 1 and 3, that in fact, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed or have the opportunity to be blessed through Abraham himself and through his family line. Abraham and Sarah would have told Isaac about the providential role of this God, this Yahweh in their lives. Abraham and Sarah would have told Isaac that. They would have given testimony to the active work of God in their lives. They would have filled Isaac's heart and mind. They would have trained Isaac. They would have educated Isaac on the reality of God and his providential work in their lives, they would have trained Isaac in that out of the overflow of their own stories. It wouldn't have been a seminary class or a Bible study. It would have been, hey, God did this for us and God did this for us and God showed up and God led us. And it would have been very story-driven training that Abraham and Sarah as parents would have passed on to their son, Isaac. He would have learned uh, as uh, as he learned about the promises and as he learned about his family, Isaac would have learn, learn, then learned about his role. It's not just, hey, hey, Isaac, God our Father has done this for your mom and dad, but there are implications on your life, Isaac. Your life carries providential weight. Your life, Isaac, as our son, as a son of Yahweh, as a son of God our Father, carries providential weight. God, our father orchestrated the life of Isaac from birth, from birth to experience his promised love and his faithfulness. God, our father loved Isaac. Jesus, God, the son loved Isaac. God, the Holy Spirit loved Isaac and they birthed him. They were at work in the creative process of this life, not only to create who he was, but to in, to embow, 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 disavow. No, that's not right. To give him uh, providential meaning and substance uh, in his life. Uh, his, his life was filled with importance and meaning. Isaac's life would have been filled with importance and meaning as he embraced this providential reality uh, that was his as the son of Abraham. Now, 
uh, to be sure, Isaac's life and mission would have been radically, radically different from all the other people groups surrounding Abraham and his family because following the God of Abraham in the time of Isaac was not exactly a popular way of living life. All the people that Isaac met would have had their own belief systems, their own understandings, their own missions in life. Uh, Isaac would have to choose, would have to choose. And Isaac would have had to choose without the benefit of seeing or reading about Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit in the early church, the completed Bible, or even a band of brothers. Isaac would have had to make this decision without a band of brothers that shared powerful stories. (laughs) There weren't men's ministries in the time of Isaac that could come alongside him and regale him with story after story after story that finally, under the weight of all these men's testimonies, Isaac would make the decision. No, Isaac had to make the decision. He'd have to choose based on the testimonies of his parents and his own encounter with Yahweh. But you can imagine just, just I mean, even hypothetically, the, the, the importance that Isaac would have felt, the, the identity that Isaac would have felt um, uh, as he chose to embrace this God figure, this reality of God, and his role in this plan that God had, that God had made known to Abraham. You can imagine Isaac just waking up to the providential reality. Dang, man, the providence of, I have importance. My life matters. My role in this world matters. It's defined. I've got meaning. I've got purpose. I've got substance um, uh, in my life as I choose to embrace not just God in concept, not even just God in truth, but God in providence. God at work in the world, the activity of God on planet earth and his role for me and my ability to embrace that as Isaac chooses to embrace providential life, that his life is not accidental, incidental, or coincidental, but in fact, his life is providential. You can just see just organically. He doesn't have to force it. He just wakes up into it, into this this electrifying anointing that my life matters because the, the world in which I live in is governed by the creator and 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 the one who is providentially guiding my life Isaac had to choose and the reality is so do you so do I we are all confronted with Isaac's choice uh, our father's providence can easily provide can easily provide all the meaning substance and direction that you need for your life our father's providence can provide you with incredible power and joy and anointing and and all the juju every single day absolutely can't as abraham and sarah would have told isaac the story of his miraculous birth if you are in christ your new birth into christ is an absolute miracle it's the definition of a miracle the Holy Spirit of God himself came into your spirit and regenerated you. He made you alive, regardless whether you were born at age, born again at age 7 or 47. Your new birth is a miracle story. It's a miracle story. And you couldn't do it on your own. It had to be done to you. It was done to you. You were born again. You didn't born yourself again. You didn't birth yourself again. You were born again. You were created again. You were made a new creation again by the Spirit of God Himself. That is, that is, a, that is a miracle. Isaac's got a miracle birth story, and so, and so do you. And so do you. As Abraham and Sarah would have told Isaac the story of Yahweh's covenantal plan to birth a nation through their family, through Abraham's family, so too you are a part of that same covenantal family. 
you would say Abraham's family is chosen and special and marked out by God for miraculous covenantal things. And there's no family like Abraham's family on planet earth. And we would say, oh, amen, amen. And the apostle Paul was going to slide this in. The apostle Paul is going to slide this into your life and into my life. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to promise. If Abraham's family is special, if Abraham's family has providential plans, if Abraham's family has unique meaning in all of creation, then so do you. Because the Bible says if you are in Christ, then you belong to the family of Abraham. You belong to the family of Abraham. Because in your salvation, you were made a part of Abraham's family and heir to all that he has. Similarly, as Abraham and Sarah would have trained Isaac to live into his mission, to live into his mission. It's one thing to be a part of the family. It's another thing to live into that familial mission, that covenantal mission. You have, as Abraham and Sarah would have trained Isaac to live into that mission, to carry on Yahweh's providential work. You have a mission. You have a mission. You have providential assignments for which you were created. You and I are called to advance our Father's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Your life, my life, our lives carry the kingdom mantle. So whether you stay at home and you're raising kids or you are battling it out in the corporate world, you have a providential mandate, just like Isaac, to carry out God's eternal purposes on earth. Your birth story, your family story, your missional story, identical to that of Isaac. Unless, unless you believe that you are incidental, unless you believe that you are accidental, unless you believe that you are coincidental. But according to scripture, you are not any of those. You are providential in the mystery, in the mystery of providence, in the mystery of providence, the creator of the universe was and is involved in every aspect of your life. The Apostle Paul summarizes it this way in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. He says, we are his workmanship, the creator's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, created in Christ Jesus, new birth story, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Eternal destiny, providential work, meaningful life, meaningful life. Embracing providence, let's be real clear about this. Embracing providence as a life perspective. It's not about joining church. It's not about church membership. I'm not talking about sitting in a pew. I'm not talking about listening to nice little sermons that make you laugh and feel good every Sunday morning. Uh, It's not an invitation to read the Bible, to serve, or to go on a mission trip. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about making Isaac's choice for yourself. I'm talking about embracing who you truly are and the eternal significance of your life. That is providential weight. That is providential weight. That is weight that can deliver you from whatever your past is or has been. It can absolutely deliver you from any degree of barbarism in your life. It's powerful enough. Providential weight of God our Father in your life is powerful enough to keep you from present forces that seek to drift you away. And providential weight is uh, powerful enough to embolden you in your future prospects. And it's nothing, again, that you have to flex your way into. It's something you relax back into and believe out of and believe out of. It's something that is ours that we get to enjoy. This is the magnitude of life, the magnitude of Isaac's life. The magnitude of Isaac's life waits for you 
as we choose to live in the overflow of the love and the faithfulness of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sink in that. Soak in that. Journal something about that. The magnitude of Isaac's life can be yours. This is life. This is life. In the trenches, in the ugliness, in the mess, in when the bombs are dropping, the bullets are flying, in the darkest of places, even on the fakest of of peaks of mountains. This is the reality, brothers and sisters. This is the reality of you have the opportunity to live the magnitude of Isaac. Every single one of us does. Man, I hope that you will find this meaningful to you. I hope you find it transformational. I hope you find it energizing and, and empowering and, and that which moves you from the sidelines to the front lines. We got to get on the front lines. We got to experience the fullness of life, the energizing work of the power of the Holy Spirit for ourselves and, 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 and align the weaponry of Isaac's life against all the naysayers, against all the negativity, against all the dark clouds, against all of the lies that bombard our souls and that keep us away from living the, the, living the magnitude of Isaac that is so divinely ours by the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that this is powerful for you uh, in a transformational way that affects who you are in your, in your personal life, in your daily life, in your married life, in your financial life, in your parenting life. Uh, that, that wherever you find yourself in the story, Abraham, Isaac, or Abraham and Sarah, Isaac, whoever it is, wherever you are in the story, that the spirit of the living God is quickening you into the place of, into the seed of Isaac so that you can live in the fullness of life that God our Father has for you in the name of Jesus by the power, by the power of the Holy Spirit. If this has been meaningful to you, help me out. Help us out. Help other people out. Get this out in the drought of love, in the dryness of people's lives. Send this out on the highways and byways of your social media channels. Uh, share it. Uh, here, there, and everywhere. If you can help us out by donating to the cause of what Trexo is doing to drive kingdom movement, you can do that on our website, trexo.org backslash donate. Otherwise, I hope that today is a day of the overflow, a day of life in the overflow. And we'll be back together again real soon. If I can do anything for you, just send me an email, jim at trexo.org, and let's see what we can do to get a conversation started. Help each other out, link arm in arm, as we seek to live together in the overflow. Thank you for joining us in The Overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.